All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels. Hope you're having a good day here on a Thursday edition of the show. Now, week's coming to an end. Summer soon coming to an end. Football right around the corner. And I'm trying to get there. Trying to get there. At least get to practice. Once practice starts, we have football, real football, next month. Next month. Like, it is just over there, you know, over yonder. Whatever word you want to fill in the blank there, depending on where you're from. I'm from Lawrence County. So there's a lot of country here if I really want to deep dive into that. But it will be here soon. And, look, I'm excited about that for several reasons. I've covered high school football for how long has it been now? 12 years. So I look forward to high school football season every year. And, uh, and that's not just from a work perspective. I just enjoy it. I do. I enjoy it. And especially after going through some of the things with my kids and watching them play uh, baseball this, this last spring and not just them, but their friends, you know, it's a different level. It's just different, you know, from pro to college to high school. The game is just so different. And, you know, people watch each for different reasons. Um, I'm one of those people that watch all of it. But I do watch all of them for different reasons. But it's all right around the corner. Now, what are we going to get into today? Uh, I wanted to mention this ESPN FPI index deal, how they break that down, what the numbers are. Does it make any sense? You know, we're in that time of the season where everybody's coming out with their preseason all-conference picks, your preseason top 25s, your preseason whatever, watch lists, right? Everybody needs a good watch list. You got to have those. And everybody's on the watch list. I have a good friend of mine here in the area, if you know Robert Wilson. Robert um, still covers sports, and Robert's an awesome guy. Gives me a hard time that when we put out some players to watch here in the capital area with capital sports, gives me a hard time of how many kids are on. There's a lot. We'll put a lot of kids on that players to watch thing, but that's the whole point. You know, you want to get as much out there as many people out there, at least on a high school level for recognition. And it's really not all that different on a college level. You know, I see some media people that they're kind of dump on the preseason stuff. And make fun of it. Like, who needs a preseason poll? They're worthless. Oh, they're worthless. Not that I completely disagree with them because I don't. But usually the people that are saying that are the people whose team isn't in them. And then we take the road. of, It's awful. If you make it to be something it's not, then yeah, they're worthless. They don't win any games. But those things are meant just for the traffic of it, just for the interest. And yes, these two things can happen at the same time. Media can do things just for the traffic of it. And it also be a good thing for the sport. Both of those things happen. That's why traditional media for the longest time has has done the preseason thing. While we do rankings, while we do top 10s, top 25s, it gets people talking about it. And, you know, ultimately that's kind of the role of media here is to put out opinions that you guys will then rip to shreds. I mean, think about it. It's what we've always done. Even go back with newspapers and everything that those guys did. Rick Cleveland is the guy around here 
who is the name guy in terms of sports writing for, if you want to go back to newspapers and, and still now Rick still, still doing it, but you, you wake up and you read what they put out. So you can agree or disagree. And maybe vehemently, if I said that right, not, you're not going to give it a second shot. Not saying that again, maybe vaheem, maybe it should have gone vehemently. doesn't matter. You want it, you rip it to shreds. And that's, that's part of this. That's why we put out the preseason stuff. Gets people talking. Um, it promotes the sport. helps grow the sport. Those aren't bad things. Now, it's not going to win any games. It's just something you can crow about it. Of course you can. We crow about things all the time that are rather insignificant in the grand scheme of things. But you're, you're supposed to do that. That You're a fan. Uh, but no, those aren't going to win any games. But Ole Miss comes out in this one. I'm looking at it now. ESPN puts out their latest football power index. And uh, I guess you're waiting for the spring to end. Now a lot of the transfer stuff has already happened. So we have a, at least a good idea of who is where. Maybe not a good idea of who's going to be good and who won't. But you know where the players are now. And in the latest ESPN football power index, and like I've read the criteria before, and looked at the algorithm and how they spit out the numbers that they do. I still don't understand all of this. I still don't. But the the simplest definition they put out is that the football power index, the FPI, is a measure of team strength that is meant to be the best predictor of team's performance going forward for the rest of the season. FPI represents how many points above or below average a team is. Projected results are based on 20,000 simulations of the rest of the season using FPI. Now, theoretically, this is one of those things that's going to get better as the year goes on. But they go ahead and do this in the preseason based off, I've got off, I guess, off of numbers from last year, who's on the roster. This is going to come as a complete shock to you guys. Number one on this list is Alabama. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame. There's your top five, right? Ole Miss checks in at number 17 on this list. And the projected win-loss totals that they have, 7.7 to 4.3. So we'll bump that up a little bit. According to ESPN's FPI, they basically are predicting Ole Miss to go 8-4 and this year. Now, the first question would be, are you happy with it? You go eight and four, are you happy with it? Well, for some of you, I think it depends on the bowl. Did you did you win the Egg Bowl? Did you win the postseason bowl? You lose it. I'm, it's going to depend on a lot of those kind of factors, right? But I think eight and four is it's not bad considering look at the SEC teams around Ole Miss. You have Alabama at one. You have Georgia at three. I'm looking down the list now. LSU is 10. Auburn's 11. Hey, and those are the two teams that are going to be picked sixth and seventh in the league. That's going to happen. Because there's been a lot of turmoil there. You have coaching changeover. I don't know what's going to happen at LSU or Auburn. I know this. I think those rosters are still very good. When when I look at the, tell you what, let's do this. Let's compare the ESPN FPI dealio here, right? Let's compare it to our college team talent with 247 Sports. And we don't have it yet for 2023. Okay, that's a to be determined. 
But the last one I have was uh, it 2021. It was last football season. If you looked at the team talent, which just strictly goes based off of the rankings of the players on your roster, LSU was five. LSU was five. Auburn was 14. And according to this, Ole Miss was 27, Arkansas 28, Mississippi State 30. That's not going to change a ton going into this year. I think Ole Miss will bump up some from there. But LSU and Auburn will still be high. So what do those teams look like? I have no idea. If I said that they're going to be good, you guys would skewer me for going out on a limb for LSU or Auburn. I have no idea how good they're going to be. I think they'll be talented. Here's the thing that's going to get everybody in the SEC West and then going back to the FBI here. Just about, not just about. Well, yeah, every just about. Almost every team in the West can win a game against each other. The only outlier being Bama where they are, there's probably only a team or two that has a real shot at them, maybe a couple. But the other six teams, anybody can knock off anybody. So I don't think it it should be shocking if LSU or Auburn did something this year. I would pick them at the bottom of the league based off what they did last year, the coaching turnover, all of that. But those aren't programs that are just in a deep hole in terms of player development, roster development, those kind of things. There's some things to work with there. And we'll see what happens. But Ole Miss checks in at number 17, eight and four if it happened. That might be where I put them. I think that's where I would put them heading into the year. I think I, I see them as an eight and four kind of team, win a bowl game, go nine and four. The chances to win the division, check this out though. This is the only issue I have with college sports. Ole Miss's chance, Ole Miss has a good football team, right? This is, if it was an NFL team, this would be a middle of the pack NFL team. Like uh, I know now we're 17 games, let's say nine and eight. 10 and 7. 10 and 7 playoff type team. Ole Miss can have that kind of team. That team in the NFL, they can they can do something. Phone goes off there. Apologize for that. They can do something in the playoffs, right? They have a shot, right? Well, I'm looking at this right here. Ole Miss is shot at the SEC West Division 2.1% according to FPI. Alabama's shot in the West 86.7. So preseason, Bama has an 86.7% chance to get to the SEC championship game. Ole Miss sitting here at 2.1. The only thing that I don't like about college football is that. And honestly, all of the, the realignment stuff that everybody's talking about and the teams moving around, all of those things, I'm still not seeing anything to fix the problem with parity. And that's always going to be an issue until they can figure out a way to balance these teams a little bit. But Ole Miss number 17, and just for what it's worth, the rest of the SEC, Kentucky is at 18. Then you get Mississippi State at 24, Tennessee 25, Arkansas 26, Florida. Man, how far have they fallen? Florida checks in at 29. So maybe this works. Maybe Ole Miss wraps up an 8-4 season. 7-5, and five, I got to think most of you would not be happy with. Would you take 7-5 and five if it involved a win in the Egg Bowl? I might put that on the board here in a little bit. One other thing I did want to get to before we hop off the podcast. I'm going to work on getting Jared on here one of these mornings, especially in the summer. 
you know, until we get into the grind of the, the practices going on, what we're hearing in real time in terms of what they're doing. And, you know, obviously game weeks when we get to there, but, um, Neo Avery. Okay. He's a four-star defensive end, um, outside linebacker type out of Maryland. And if you follow recruiting for Ole Miss very long, you should be up to date on this. They've had some success up in that part of the country. He decommitted to uh, from Penn State not long ago. David had an article on him in the middle of June. He visited Ole Miss. Um, he's visited a bunch of schools. But he's 6'5", 230, and he came out with his top four yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. And he is down to Maryland, Oregon, Kentucky, and Ole Miss are the four schools that Neo Avery is still considering. Um, I have not honestly heard any insight on him. Um, I'll see if I can get to the bottom of it as far as, and this is how that goes. You know how rumors are and all of those kind of things. I mean, as kids are exploring NIL and what those opportunities are, they're also expressing what they're looking for. So you get an idea of, hey, is this doable or not? Um, and that's happened with several kids. I've told you that kid there, hey, no shot. Yeah, he's going to, there's a wide receiver. Can't remember his name last year. Everybody was kind of high on. And somebody told me right from the jump, like that's not happening. He's word out there is he's looking for this. It's not going to happen. So I'll see if I can track down exactly how big a role NIL is going to play with him. But at the very least, um, that's a talented player. And look, when I say talented, like we're borderline top 100. He's 208 in the composite, but just in the in-house 247 sports rankings, Neo Avery is 133rd nationally, uh, the number 16 edge rusher in the country. So he's talented. And if Ole Miss is able to pull him in, look, they're not going to pull in a whole lot of high school guys, and you, I know you're prepared for that now. I'm eyeballing. Some of this is guesswork. Some of this is is inside knowledge. Roughly a dozen high school guys. And we'll see how they fill those 12 spots. I know they're behind in the rankings right now. I'm just not paying a ton of attention to it. Because there's only a few schools in the country recruiting like this. And just from what I know of how the NIL world is working, I think Lane Kiffin is making a good decision in terms of bringing in more transfers than most. Um, and that's coming from someone who really likes Mississippi recruiting, and I'd love to see us taking more kids from here, but I understand what they're doing. So follow recruiting, stay patched into it, but it'll be feverish, just like last year. Ole Miss shot up the rankings late. Um, we won't even know the transfer part of this until we get into that part of the year and what's available. But still, from now to December, I'm looking for about a dozen spots to be filled by these high school kids. I think they will fill them with talented players. Neo Avery would be one. So he's somebody to watch. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up today for um, another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast. As always, this is part of the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels. Hope you're enjoying your summer. You're getting a bit of a break, maybe a vacation in there. But get ready, because football is right around the corner, and we'll keep you up to date on everything going on right now until we get there. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.